to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength exercise that will help fix the thoughts, emotions, and actions that drain you of the mental strength you need to be your best. Today, I'm talking about radical acceptance. It's a common strategy taught in therapy because practicing it reduces suffering. It's often used in dialectical behavior therapy, or DBT, as a way for people to learn how to cope with uncomfortable emotions. So let's talk about what it really means to practice radical acceptance, what the research says about the benefits, and how you can start incorporating it into your own life. Acceptance is really about accepting what is happening right now. You might accept that you're sad, as opposed to trying to act like you're doing great. Accepting that you feel sad doesn't mean you're going to stay stuck in a sad mood forever, though. It just means you're going to notice how you feel, observe what happens to your mind and your body when you feel sad, and then practice some self-compassion for feeling that way. You might also practice acceptance when it comes to a situation in your life. Maybe you didn't get a promotion you thought you deserved. Perhaps your boss's relative got promoted over you, and you think that's unfair. Accepting the situation doesn't mean that what happened was okay, but it does mean that you can acknowledge that it happened without adding all the commentary about this shouldn't have happened or this isn't fair. Instead, you might accept unfair things do happen sometimes and allow yourself to experience the emotions that you feel about it. The main reason we don't practice acceptance is because we don't want to experience emotional pain. But the ironic thing is, our attempts to dodge the pain actually creates suffering. Suppressing our feelings doesn't make them go away. It just delays our healing. The sooner you accept something, the sooner you can begin to address your feelings in a healthy way. So that's the first benefit of radical acceptance. It can reduce the intensity and the duration of an uncomfortable emotion. But that's not the only benefit. Research has found that acceptance can also reduce anxiety, chronic pain, thoughts of suicide, and substance use. It also improves relationships and improves overall subjective well-being. Something interesting, though, about radical acceptance is that it's considered what researchers call a low-effort coping skill. Reframing your thoughts just takes a minute. It doesn't cost anything, and it's simple. But it's also quite effective. For example, individuals with anxiety and depression experience small to medium-sized improvements after just putting mindfulness and acceptance into place. Sure, it might not sound all that impressive to say small to medium-sized improvements. But keep in mind, you can learn how to practice radical acceptance in the next few minutes doesn't require a 12-month class, and it doesn't cost any money just to learn this new skill. Even though it doesn't require a lot of effort, though, doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. It's tough to accept things that we don't want to accept. I once worked with this woman who was going through a divorce that had gotten really ugly over the years. She and her soon-to-be ex-husband fought about everything, from custody of the kids to how they were going to divide up their assets. She'd come to the conclusion that the only reason they were still fighting is because her husband was trying to punish her. 
At some point, he'd even made a comment that he wanted to waste every dime they had on attorney fees just to make sure she didn't get any money in the end. When she first started therapy, she kept repeating the same phrase over and over again. She'd say, I can't stand this anymore. She was filled with resentment toward her husband for putting her through all of it. And sometimes she lashed out at him with impulsive emails or phone calls, even though her lawyer advised her to avoid all contact with him. So one of the first things we started working on in therapy was radical acceptance. Of course, her situation wasn't what she wanted. And it might have been a fact that her husband was going out of his way to inflict emotional pain on her. But she could accept her emotions right there in the moment, which meant she felt frustrated and scared. Over a few therapy sessions, she came to recognize how judgmental she was of herself for having those emotions. She often thought things like, oh, I shouldn't let him get me so upset. Or I wouldn't be so scared for my financial future if I just hadn't been so dumb to agree to take time off when the kids were born. When she found herself judging herself really harshly, she learned to just take a deep breath and remind herself, it's okay to feel whatever I'm feeling right now. Sometimes she just sat with those uncomfortable emotions. At other times, she took action to address them. She might read a book or go for a jog to soothe some of the emotional pain she was experiencing. With practice, she was able to let go of a lot of that bitterness that she held on to when things weren't going her way. And it was that bitterness that bitterness that kept her stuck in a state of suffering. She learned acceptance didn't mean she had to sit back and let bad things happen to her. She could get proactive. She could start problem-solving issues when they came up. That got easier to do when she stopped being impulsive, like when she quit sending those nasty emails to her husband. Well, lashing out at him had given her a moment of satisfaction. It prolonged her suffering because it ignited their feuds, it hurt her court case, and it kept her in a heightened state of anger and fear. She felt a lot more in control when she just accepted her feelings, coped with them, and then created a plan for herself moving forward. Obviously, her situation wasn't fair. Accepting her feelings right in the moment was the healthiest thing she could do for herself. So that's an example of how you can accept your emotions, but you can also sometimes accept a situation. I'll give you another example of how acceptance can help. Let's say you find yourself in a traffic jam on your commute to work. You could spend the extra 20 minutes yelling and pounding your fist on the steering wheel about how unfair it is that you have to waste so much time on the road. Or you can accept that there are millions of cars on the road and traffic jams are bound to happen. You might then be able to spend those next 20 minutes listening to music or enjoying your favorite podcast. You can still accept that it's a frustrating situation and then move on about how to manage your feelings in a healthy way. In fact, the creator of DBT, Marshall Linehan, once said, rejecting reality turns pain into suffering. And it's true. So even when things don't turn out the way you want them to, practice accepting reality and the emotions that come with it. It might take days, weeks, or even months to accept big things that happen. For example, it might take a long time to accept that your mother isn't able to show you the kind of love that you want. Or it might take a long time to accept that your ex isn't interested in getting back together. But you can also practice radical acceptance with smaller things throughout the day. You might accept that a coworker doesn't typically meet their deadlines. When you practice it with those smaller things, you'll prepare yourself to start accepting the bigger things too. So start looking for times in your life when you struggle to accept the reality of a situation and remind yourself it is what it is and work on accepting your feelings around it. You'll likely find that over time, 
You'll learn to face the emotional pain head on and you'll reduce a lot of unnecessary suffering. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.